I'm Megan Hale, and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. Happy Monday, sisters. I am so excited for the week ahead. My parents are coming into town tomorrow, and then all of my siblings come in on Friday, and I'm just gearing up for hosting my first Christmas, and I'm just, oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for Brax to have his first memories being made with my whole family here. It's just very special time for me, and this season just has so much more magic associated with it than ever before, and I am so unbelievably grateful. I hope that wherever you are, you are gearing up to make some very beautiful memories with people that you love as well as we enter into the holiday season and just sink into the blessings that surround you. You know, we're going to be talking today about it being safe enough to be blissfully happy, and I find this mantra so very timely because as we really reflect on all the things that we have in our lives. You know, happiness is something that a lot of us want and joy as well, but sometimes it doesn't feel quite safe enough for us to experience the magnitude or the full breadth or depth of that emotion. So I'm so excited we're going to be talking about this today. We're really going to be leaning on Brene Brown's thoughts on the concept of foreboding joy as it relates to us being safe enough to be blissfully happy. And before we get into our lesson today and our mantra, I just want to take a moment to tease apart the concepts of happiness and joy. Uh, They are two different things. And even though we're going to be talking about happiness in our mantra today, I also want you to also think about being joyful. So the difference between the two, happiness is based off of outside circumstances. It's the emotional experience we have uh, based on things that happen outside of ourselves. Joy, on the other hand, is something that we cultivate within. It's, it's almost like an emotional state, um, a lens that we might use to look through um, our lives. And joy is oftentimes more resilient and more stable and more consistent because we have control over that. Whereas happiness, which is based on outside, outside circumstances, uh, we have less influence over, right? So what you'll find is that if you create Uh, rituals or practices to increase your joy that's going to have a much powerful impact for you um, because that's what helps us be more positive people Um, it allows us to focus more on the blessings and the gratitudes that we have in our life instead of waiting for outside circumstances to come along and shift our mood we actually shift that internally ourselves by focusing on joy so why is joy such this thing that so many of us want, right? Um, you know, Brene Brown talks about a lot of us being joy starved. <laughs> and, you know, I have to agree, but why does that happen? And in her research, she has kind of uncovered that there is this thing that we do that we actually forebode joy or we kind of prevent ourselves from feeling joy because joy in and of itself is a really vulnerable emotion. So if you have read Daring Greatly, this is one, this is the book I'm going to be pulling from today as she talks about foreboding joy. And she says that softening into the joyful moments of our lives requires vulnerability. If, like me, you've ever stood over your children and thought to yourself, I love you so much I can barely breathe, 
and in that exact moment have been flooded with images of something terrible happening to your child. Know that you're not crazy, nor are you alone. About 80% of the participants I've interviewed acknowledged having that experience. The same percentage holds true for the thousands of parents I've spoken to and worked with over the years. But why? What are we doing and why on earth are we doing it? She says, we're trying to beat vulnerability to the punch. We don't want to be blindsided by hurt. We don't want to be caught off guard. So we literally practice being devastated or never move from self-elected disappointment. When we spend our lives, knowingly or unknowingly, pushing away vulnerability, we can't hold space open for the uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure of joy. We're desperate for more joy, but at the same time, we can't tolerate the vulnerability. So I love that she talks about, and if you've watched uh, The Power of Vulnerability, her TED Talk that's been watched like millions and millions of times, um, she talks about uh, this concept of joy of we can't, we can't selectively numb, which is what a lot of us try and do. We try and numb out the stuff that doesn't feel good. But what happens is when we numb out the stuff that doesn't feel good, we also are numbing out the positive experiences of our life too, like joy, gratitude, love, connection, faith trust, all of these things that we want to be able to experience. And so we cannot selectively numb, which is a really important piece to all this. So if we're struggling experiencing happiness in our life or we're struggling to experience joy, my guess is that there's a vulnerability issue here because softening into joy and happiness is a vulnerable process. So what is the antidote to creating more joy? to not forebode it, to be able to lean in, to sink in. Well, one of the things that she offers up is practicing gratitude. So one of the things about gratitude that comes up for me a lot is that this word I think is so overused. It's almost like the concept of authenticity. It's starting to, to lose its importance and its meaning. Gratitude is an experience. So it's not just simply making lists all the time. It's actually allowing yourself to feel the emotions that arise when you are holding something in thanks, in grace, in gratitude, okay? When you do that, there is an emotional shift that happens for you. That's what we're going for. It's not just the mental construct of practicing gratitude. It's not just thinking about the things that you're grateful for. It's holding them in your heart and allowing yourself to feel the emotions, the love, the, the connection that comes up for you while you are thinking about this thing. If you are not experiencing the emotional piece of gratitude, then you are not getting the most powerful piece of this practice, okay? So what she says about gratitude, she says, even those of us who have learned to lean into joy and embrace our experiences are not immune to the uncomfortable quake of vulnerability that often accompanies joyful moments. We've just learned how to use it as a reminder rather than a warning shot. What was the most surprising and life-changing difference for me was the nature of that reminder. 
For those welcoming the experience, the shudder of vulnerability that accompanies joy is an invitation to practice gratitude, to acknowledge how truly grateful we are for the person, the beauty, the connection, or simply the moment before us. So this part, I think, is not as straightforward as some of the other points that she makes. So I just want to tease this apart for you real quick. When we have a lot of anxiety um, about bad things happening, um, we have these trauma tapes that go through our minds. We kind of rehearse these horrible things happening. What we're trying to do is we're trying to prevent the pain that we will experience if something happens, which is not true. <laughs> we can rehearse pain all day long, every single day, and it'll never prepare us for a loss or something tragic happening in our lives, okay? But what she's talking about here is that when those thoughts come up, the trauma-inducing thoughts, the, um, the tragedy rehearsal, what people who lean into joy do differently is that instead of when they feel this joy, Instead of going to the, the rehearsal, what they do is they use that as a cue to practice gratitude instead. So what I want you to envision is I want you to envision uh, this fork in the road. So the fork is you experiencing joy, you experiencing love, you experiencing connection. You have two choices. That joy can either cue you to be like, oh my gosh, this is too good to be true. What's, what's going to happen next? When's the other shoe going to drop? And then you start going into the what-if land. Or instead of going down that path, you can choose to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky that I get to spend my life with this person. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. I am so blessed for everything that I have in my life. Wow, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Do you see how choosing this path has a totally different emotional impact on you? When we, when we choose gratitude, when we let joy be a trigger for gratitude, this completely alters our life. We're much more grounded, we're much more centered. It doesn't mean that we don't have any of these scary thoughts ever. We do, but we don't choose to give power to them. Versus the, on the other hand, if we choose to go down the first path, the what if path, the, you know, tragedy rehearsal, this dramatically increases your anxiety, one, but also it really prevents you from experiencing the beautiful, beautiful benefit of joy, which is what we're all after in the first place, right? So she says, gratitude, therefore, emerged from the data as the antidote to foreboding joy. In fact, every participant who spoke about the ability to stay open to joy also talked about the importance of practicing gratitude. It wasn't just the relationship between joy and gratitude that took me by surprise. I was also startled by the fact that research participants consistently described both joyfulness and gratitude as spiritual practices that were bound to a belief in human connectedness and a power greater than us. So when, when we're talking about gratitude here, we're really talking about expanding into our blessings and really diving into the connection between us and the things that we are most grateful for. And we're hardwired for connection. So all we're really doing is we are focusing on how wonderful things are and allowing it to be okay for it to be wonderful. 
You know, a lot of us think that if, let me just read from Brene's Brown's words for a second because this will make a whole lot more sense. <laughs> so she says, scarcity and fear drive foreboding joy. We're afraid that the feeling of joy won't last or that there won't be enough or that the transition to disappointment will be too difficult. We've learned that giving in to joy is, at best, setting ourselves up for disappointment and, at worst, inviting disaster. And we struggle with the worthiness issue. Do we deserve our joy, given our inadequacies and imperfections? What about the starving children in the war-ravaged world? Who are we to be joyful? If the opposite of scarcity is enough, then practicing gratitude is how we acknowledge that there is enough and that we're enough. So a couple of things that I want to hit on before we get into our mantra. You feeling joy does not take joy away from anyone else. It is safe for you to feel joy. It is okay for you to experience joy. Who are you to be joyful? You are worthy of being joyful. Let that sink in for a moment. You are worthy of being joyful because there is enough and you are enough. These things are so intimately tied. So as we go into our mantra today, I really want you to be focusing on happiness, but also focusing on joy. And notice that there's three tips that really can help increase this. First, joy comes to us in moments, the ordinary moments. We risk missing out on joy when we get too busy chasing down the extraordinary. We have to be grateful for what we have. That is the foundation for joy. It's not waiting until we have more of something in order to feel grateful. It's feeling grateful now. And we don't squander joy. What I mean by that and what Brene means by that is that we can't prepare for tragedy and loss. Okay? So you not leaning into joy because you don't want to experience the heartache of being let down or disappointed, that's not going to change the, the tragedy or loss that you experience. It's not going to change the disappointment. You're going to experience it anyway. So don't squander the joy to try and lessen the blow. You can't lessen the blow. It's part of being human and experiencing the full breadth and depth of emotions, okay? So Daring Greatly, lots of powerful stuff in here. This is, this is not one of her easier reads, I will say that, um, but I will put a link to it down in the show notes. So definitely make sure you check that out. Lots of good stuff in here about joy and practicing gratitude and how those two things relate. So our mantra for today is it's safe. It's safe to be blissfully happy. We can rest in joy. We can lean into joy. We can experience the depth and the breadth of it, not being fearful of something bad happening. It is safe. So wherever you are, if you can afford to close your eyes, please do. We're just going to sink into our body, taking a nice few deep inhales in through the nose. And opening our palms, smiling gently, taking another deep inhale into the nose. And release. Repeat after me. It's safe to be blissfully happy.
It's safe to be blissfully happy. It's safe to be blissfully happy. Hmm. Letting this mantra just sink in, wash over you. And I hope that your mind is starting to bring up all of the things that are already making you happy. I hope that that lens of joy is coming over you as you look out upon the landscape of your life, looking at all the blessings that you have, all that you have to be grateful for. Knowing that when we acknowledge the things that we have to be grateful for, this increases our joy and it allows us to be happy. So as we go into our holiday season, especially if you celebrate Christmas in your family, what a beautiful mantra to really hold on to this week. And especially as we prepare to go into the new year, wanting to expand into more joy and happiness, knowing that it's safe to do so. And the bridge to get us to that safety is gratitude. I will see you guys on Thursday for a transformational day. I hope you have a beautiful start to your week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.